Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and The Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined with Ricardo Botome and Frankie Nahera with TreePod. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Peter. All right, so you guys just tree, uh, just crowdfunded TreePod, the combination of a luxury cabana with the portability and suspension of a hammock for ultimate relaxation. I must say that everyone in our office wants one of these products. I know it just recently finished on Kickstarter. Now we're over uh, on Indiegogo In Demand, raised over $300,000 for this campaign. You guys were fully funded in 48 hours. Let's talk about this product idea. Where where did it all start? What inspired you to create TreePod? So a few years ago, my brother was, we, we were at the beach, family meeting, and, and he just said out of the blue, it would be cool if you do a hanging treehouse for kids. And, you know, he knows that I've been developing product for many years in the outdoor industry. So I came back home with the idea. We did our first Kickstarter two years ago, and it was the original tree pot designed for kids. Shiny colors, smaller, not as practical as a new one. And we, we kept thinking how to make the product appealing to a wider audience and more mature. And it also had to look good. And there was one day I was running and I remembered a chair I had seen at at the Smithsonian Design Museum in New York, the Magus Fun Chair. And I thought I could marry that shape with our product and make it look a lot better. And we dropped out the design, had a sample made, and it was out of the box great. It was a little warm. My wife was one of the testers, and she said, whoa, on a hot day, this could be uncomfortable. And that led to the next big aha moment, which was adding the mesh walls. So now you have an option that gives you somewhat privacy. You are suspended, comfortable, but the breeze is going by. You're shaded. It's the perfect relaxation nook. Absolutely. So you had mentioned you'd ran the 
first product through crowdfunding. What what ultimately made you decide that crowdfunding was the right avenue to launch the original TreePod? Well, we see it as giving us a first exposure to a wide range of consumers. It gives the feedback of what features they want to see, and it gives the first batch of product ambassadors. We, we see it more as gaining that first group of converts than necessarily the dollar Absolutely. So I'm assuming you took quite a lot of their feedback from the first campaign and incorporated that into this new version? Yes. So going from 130 backers to over 1,300, 10 times more backers is what has us so happy with this campaign and this new product. Absolutely. Well, we were certainly excited to be working on the campaign with you guys. When you guys talked about, you know, the crowdfunding campaign, what changes did you make from running the first one to running the second one? What were some of the big things that you guys changed? Between the two campaigns, um, yeah, so the first Kickstarter campaign, we really we pushed it out. It was a lot more family and friends that we were pushing it out to. We didn't work with a lot of advertising, so we put a lot more advertising efforts to really spread the message of TreePod to reach that larger audience. And we had professional advice, which we didn't have the first time, and it made a, a huge difference in how to manage anything. And we still learned even more to apply for the third one, to keep things, the offering, simpler and easier to understand. Absolutely. Talk to me a little bit about your campaign video. What was the process like in terms of getting that set up and all the different shots and angles that you guys had included in that? It looked like it was really well done. Yeah, so again, working with professionals the second time around, we had TreePod sent off to Hawaii on Maui. Had my brother, actually, he's Dr. He did the product shops up there, and at the same time, we were working with a local company that we've done numerous videos with, kind of organizing and structuring out the video for us um, and requesting specific shots. So we were able to grab some shots from Hawaii, some video from there, as well as um, here in around Colorado. Yeah, the concept behind the video was showing that the new tree park was at home both outside and inside the house. So we had multiple shots in multiple settings showing all the places you can use it. That was the overriding theme. Excellent. So with all the marketing efforts that you guys put into this campaign, you know, hiring our agency, Inventus Partners, working with professional photographers and videographers, what do you think led, or was it the combination of all of those elements that led to, you know, 10xing the campaign from your first one to your current one? I think all of it goes together. We have the, be the better advice, we have the better advertising strategy, but we also had a better product that appeals to a wider people 
range of people, and pricing was better. So we we improved on all areas, on the product, on the pricing, and on how to present it to the consumer through Kickstarter. Nice. So let's talk a little bit about your experience with your backers. I know you guys did a Kickstarter Live. What did you do to prepare for that? And what should other campaign creators know before doing their own Kickstarter Live? Really, you know, definitely you want to kind of prepare, prepare for it, you know, research the technology that will be available. I was familiar with Facebook Live, so I was used to sharing on my own. Well, with Kickstarter Live at the current moment, you need a webcam and your computer. So, moving it around, so you want to really kind of just plan your shots. We did it kind of outside. I'm sure some people can do it, like in an interior, inside, controlled environment. So, just being aware of anything that you might not be expecting. I don't. You can't be aware of, be aware of that. And then just kind of going with the flow. Like you can sit there and just talk at people, or it can get that can get pretty boring. So just kind of working with the audience, fielding their questions, going through and a chance to look through their campaign, the comments, messages that we've gotten picked out. A couple frequently asked questions are able to hit on those many different times. Nice. So what was the biggest thing that you guys have learned throughout the whole process of now launching your second Kickstarter campaign? That planning page. Our first campaign was a little bit on our own. Let's go as, as let's see what happens. And the results were good. We were very happy. But this time we had the product at a much better stage of completion. We, we had production prototype ready. We had the message ready. We were ready with most of the questions people would ask. So the campaign on one hand was a lot easier and on the other hand it had a lot more reach. And, and to give you an idea, we're already thinking of the next one, even though it's at least a year away. But we're already thinking, how can we do something better the next time we go around? And how many more time we need to have even better shots, better places of the product being used? And, and I don't know, continue improving. And, and a simpler message. We yeah. tried to simplify from campaign one to campaign two, but we still think we can be more concise of what the benefits are of the problem. So what was the biggest surprise of the Kickstarter campaign this go-around? The number of backers, right? The amount of people. Although, I'll, I'll go one step ahead. We are surprised at the number of people who have ultimately bought the bug net. We, we didn't envision the product as something that would need a bug net. We envisioned more as a hanging chair, hanging sofa, big, cool hammock. But once we offered it as an add-on, I think 76% of people had it. That's great. Yeah. So what advice would you give to someone else looking to crowdfund their outdoor product like this one? 
Or outdoor, indoor product, I should say. Plan time and do several focus groups to figure out what people want in advance. Once you start the campaign, you don't have time to correct the product midway. That happened to us on the first campaign. People started asking for the bug net. We were not ready. We were halfway ready this time. You need to know what people are going to ask and what key people are going to give you feedback and be ready to respond either by providing it or by explaining why you don't need it or why it won't be offered. Solid advice. All right, Ricardo, this gets us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? Good to go. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? I think my family have all been entrepreneurs for two generations at least. So if you could grab a beer and sit in a tree pod with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Wow. I'm currently a fan of Elon Musk. Nice. So what would be your first question for Elon? Huh? You get me there. What? What do you tell yourself each day? Good one. Who did you look up to when you were growing up? I've looked up to my father and grandfather. They were both started their own businesses, helped other businesses come up from the ground. They were always hard work and moral ethic. Excellent. What book would you recommend to our audience? Wow, there's many. What comes to mind? Yeah, I'm drawing the line. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you know, one minute manager meets the monkey. Okay, that's a first one for uh, our interviews. Last question, Ricardo. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think it looks great. It's the, the opportunity to show your product first to an audience that is ready to embrace new products is unique and very valuable. Those, you know, those 1,351 backers, uh, I think of them as my new best friends. They've been there for the product and they've made the product possible and we need to treat them as our best friends forever. Indeed, well said, Ricardo. Well, uh, guys, this has been great. It's your turn now to give our audience your pitch. Tell them what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should go buy a tree pod. So tree pod is the ultimate hanging hangout zone. You know, he's putting on something. Okay, I thought Frankie would be closer, quicker with a response. time. Yeah. You know for myself, I'm looking forward to the spring break, bring my tree pot to the beach, laying there, letting trees go through while shaded and suspended. And, you know, it might sound as a cliche, but I think it's the best presentation you're going to have. We're currently live on Indiegogo, 
Ricardo and Frankie, thank you so much for being on Art of the Kickstart. Audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit the website for all the notes, the transcript, links to everything we talked about today, of course, including the campaign links. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Backer Kit. Ricardo, Frankie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having us, Roy. A great. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.